Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment and Diablo 4 and nothing else. No, I'm kidding. We'll be talking about their other games as well. Uh, I'm Matt. I am the host of the show, and with me are my two fantastic co-hosts, Liz Harper, the EIC of the site, and Joe Perez, the everything, the heart, uh, the Mati of the site. And I I liked Mati. I'm sorry, man. I I think people are really mean to Mati, and I don't like it. (laughs) I got nothing else to say. I don't know how to follow that up. Yeah, it's 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 hard, hard. It's hard to follow me because, as Liz pointed out, the past week has just been like a a brain melting amount of Diablo. Like seriously, a lot of this game has been played by us. Um, so to much- the point where Blizzard emailed me and was like, "Can we not thank you for saving Sanctuary?" And I was like, "Yeah, you're welcome, my friend." Uh, also, <laughs> so much so that I actually think I'm going to start having a Diablo two problem where I think I might have to replace my mouse. I haven't had to do that since Diablo two. Mm. Directly from playing the game. So much clicking. Yeah. So much clicking. So much clicking. See, I haven't had to click at all because I just embrace controllers. I'm like, nope. I'm, I literally have my Xbox controller plugged into my computer, and that's how I've been playing it. I may actually wind up switching to that. It's, I mean, it plays I'm really sure well. There with are it. Reasons. Oh, yeah. It plays really well. I'm sure there are reasons why, you know, some people pr- probably get more out of the keyboard because you can do more stuff. There's less buttons on this thing. I gotcha. But, it's really Diablo is one of those games and Diablo four has, has no exception to this where you don't have so many things to push that you need more than like, say six or seven buttons. Um, yeah. So, so for me, it's, I, it's, it's great. Diablo four plays great on consoles. Diablo three played great on consoles before that. Uh, Diablo two resurrected plays pretty well on consoles. It really does. Some of the inner, so I think some of the interface things in Diablo four are a little Diablo three, Two you know, are a little weird on console, speaking, but it's speaking, still smooth. Speaking of, of UI, and this is a question that I'm going to ask before we get into the new stuff, because we have a lot of it. I really like how the controller UI looks, or at least the one on consoles. Does it shift on PC when you do the controller? Because I would love to have that be the default setup for how can things look, are. Can you look at the screen right now? Because I'm live streaming. Yeah. All right. Right now it's keyboard. You can see that? Yeah. For those of you at home, it is currently in the standard layout where everything is just in one bar. And then as a controller is plugged into it, it has not shifted over to uh, the compact one that we've seen screenshots of. Instead, it is the same with the buttons replaced. That answers your question. That's sad. I wonder if there's because I, I, I couldn't find an option. Blizzard, if you're listening to this, give me an option so I can have the compact the compact UI from uh, consoles on PC. Uh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to break your heart here. Um, I played this throughout the uh, early access on my PC and my Xbox. Not a different UI. No. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I. I 
I actually don't take any pleasure in breaking Joe's heart, but nonetheless, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, um, it's okay. We should I mean, we should get to know. talking about other stuff because Liz pointed out we need to talk about things other than Diablo <sighs> Four. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Well, the first thing we can do is we can talk about some World of Warcraft stuff. Um, I guess if we so, have to. First up, uh, Dragonflight's getting the revival catalyst on June thirteenth, which I believe is next week. It would be next Wednesday or next Tuesday. That's Tuesday. Uh, yeah, it'll yeah. get it with a uh, weekly reset. And yeah. actually, there was a bug today where it was briefly available after reset, except it wasn't working, and it was asking for some weird thing that doesn't exist. And uh, give us so your blood yeah, soon. <laughs> soon, it's coming. Once we get it to stop asking for people's blood, it'll be right back. <laughs> but in addition to that, that's that's starting on June thirteenth. Right now, should we jump in and yeah, should we jump in and actually say what the revival catalyst is for people who do not know or are not familiar? No, we should, we should never tell them anything. Just let them figure it out through content. No, uh, the revival catalyst. <laughs> if you guys remember it from season uh, one of of Dragonflight, it's the means by which you can take pieces of gear that dropped in raids or mythic dungeons. Except it's it's more than that now, right? The new the yeah, revival so catalyst you, got some more I, stuff. I think so. I think you can do world quest gear in it now. World world quest Just gear that's be, available from this season. Yeah. Yeah, it so, has to be season two gear. You can take all that to the revival catalyst and you can convert it to your tier set. Yep. Uh, which is nice because for one thing it makes it easier for you to get your tier bonuses, which is something people were very much complaining about before the arrival of the Revival Catalyst's ancestor, the one from the end of Shadowlands. And it also, it, it allows you to get non-set pieces that look the same, that match the set. Yes. So if you bring in like boots or a belt and convert it, it won't change the stats, but it will make it look like your tier set. So you no more, I have my tier set, but I can't get a belt that matches it. You can get a belt that matches it. Um, Excellent. So I I'm absolutely on board with this. I love this. It's one of my favorite things in the entire world. Uh, as far as like what they've added to the game. My only question is why did we have to wait so long? Like, I don't understand the delay and, and we, this has been a joke in, in guild for a little bit, but did they say why they were making us ever wait till the 13th of June? Because I can't think it's anything to do with the race to world first. Cause that's over now. And I mean, they, they, yeah, this that is, was over a long time ago. This is well beyond that. And I can't imagine that it, it's what other incentive it is for it. But I mean, I, I just kind of feel like it should have been a week ago. I feel like there's the same question with LFR. Why is LFR so spaced out? Because today we got wing three of Abra's LFR was released, but it's like, this is so long. This is over a month. Since Aberus released for everyone else. And, and we're gonna wait another two weeks before you get the end, the last win. Yeah, before you can go before you can go kill Sarkreth on LFR. It's it's another two weeks from now. So it's why these artificial delays, and they're always artificial delays that punish casual players. They make it harder for casual players to get gear, to participate in current content. I don't understand it. I don't understand the logic behind it because it, Blizzard has been making the game more accessible to more groups of players. And uh, even the gearing system right now, the crafting system, anyone can go craft things, just put it in order. World Quest gear is scaling and of higher quality and you can upgrade it. You can upgrade all of your gear without entering a single Mythic Plus dungeon and grinding out Valor. This game right now is more accessible to the casual player than it's ever been. Except we still have these strange artificial limits where you still can't play LFR to the end. You still can't upgrade to tier gear and collect those sets that all of your friends doing normals, heroics, are maybe already have their sets. So it's an you know, odd it's an odd roadblock. And speaking of roadblocks, and this is another thing, speaking of LFR, not to go too far off in the weeds, but uh Toha and chat brought it up, and this is something that's been on on my uh complain list for a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know why LFR is not still on personal loot, but the re regular raids are have been I like where the regular raids are. When you're in a guild group, it makes sense to have people rolling on stuff and then being able to move stuff around. I don't know why LFR had, didn't stay with personal loot because 
I don't know about you. I run LFR. I've been chasing tier and uh, I've been chasing trinkets because there are two very specific trinkets that are like S tier for my, my class and spec. Um, but what winds up happening is you can still roll on it and then people try to sell it. They try to sell it and trade it in that in that LFR. They're like, I've mm-hmm. I literally I was complaining about this today. The Nothar the Notharius class call, Notharian class call trinket dropped. I rolled a five. Dude rolled a hundred. Dude was selling it for like he was like four hundred thousand gold. And like this is what's happening. Whereas if it was personal loot, wouldn't have cared. Whatever, I would have just moved on with my life. But the fact that I lost the role to some dude who's just gonna sell it, and I'm generalizing dude here, I apologize. But like it, it just irritates me. I wish I, I don't know why that decision was made not to make LFR stay with personal loot while moving the other ones. Seems seems another strange choice that I'd love to know the thought process behind. I mean, I understand why they did it for normal and heroic and mythic. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're bringing in more options for, but it does not work for disorganized groups, for a group that is not a guild group where you go in, you're all friends, you're all trying to help one another gear up, you enjoy playing together, and you're not going to have hard feelings because someone else got a great piece of gear. At least I hope not, because I got my S-tier trinket in Raid last night. We cheered and, you on. Uh, we absolutely cheered you on. I passed on it so that you and you could have an even ah, chance at it. Right? Ah, so good. And, and yeah, and then we went and wiped on... That's a whole other story. Boss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it does not work in LFR where you have people who don't know each other. Everyone is rolling need on everything because, hey, they could get loot and it's not like it has any consequences if they get loot. And just as I said, they're just going to they're going to sell it if they don't sell it in raid. They're just going to vendor it if they can't use it. And it's it's ridiculous. It just makes it harder and less pleasant to play. Yeah, I don't uh, like these are things that I would love to Dragonflight has done a lot of things right. And I want to make sure that like we say that because I feel like Mm -hmm. this has been a very fun, very overall positive experience of an expansion, at least for me. Um, I just wish there was some maybe community hall discussion around some of these points uh, and maybe some information or clarification. Like even if there was just a blue post explaining the thought process on some of the stuff, I would probably be better about about this. But there's just nothing. There's just literally nothing. And I'm not the only one complaining about these things. I know mm-hmm. I'm not. Because <laughs> I see this World of Warcraft. Of course you're not. But I also see the forum posts with like not just people saying, oh, pitchforks, but people saying, hey, you know, why was this done? Is there a reason these things are happening? Uh, so, yeah, I just hope it's not going to backlash and be like, fine, we tried this experiment. Now it's back to personal loot for everything. <laughs> but yeah. I. I, I also wonder if part of that is they just want the gear system to match. If they feel like it would be too confusing to have a unique gear system for LFR, even though it would be a lot less annoying. I don't understand content. how it would be confusing, though. Loot shows up in your bags or it doesn't. Move on with your life. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me oversimplifying it, but you could be right. So Yeah. I, they did have some things to talk about, didn't they? I've been doing transmog <laughs> this whole time. So you guys are going. I'm like, yeah, I'll just transmog. I mean, I, I have the stream up on, on my monitor, so I'm just I'm keeping an eye out. I'm watching oh, the yeah. transmog look flash by. <laughs> well, in addition to that, there is some other stuff going on in World of Warcraft. Uh, this one is kind of Diablo-related. I'm apologizing for that, but I can't help it. Um, until, I believe, next week, because we just covered that's when June 13th mm-hmm. is, the Agreedy Emissary event is still happening in World of Warcraft, which is their Diablo 4 kind of like, look, it's a treasure goblin, and, and you can get some Diablo-themed stuff. Um, I don't at this point, I kind of feel like it didn't. It doesn't need to be there anymore because, because quite frankly, I I'm not going to get to do it because I'm over here now, uh, where, <laughs> I, where I now live in my demon haunted world. But nevertheless, it, it's still going on until next week. So if you're trying to get Tyrael's charger, I remember the mount that that you got for getting Diablo three all the way back in the day, mm-hmm. um, way back when. Yeah, that's that's available through this this and there's other stuff too. Have either of you done it? Because I've I'll be upfront. I've not been logging into World of Warcraft lately. Um, like, I have week, done I it. I have. I have done it, but I did it before Diablo Four released because now all I do in my free time is play Diablo Four, and I log out of Diablo Four to raid with my Warcraft guild, and I complain about how I could be playing Diablo Four if they didn't make me stay here and continue to wipe on this dumb RNG boss. That's 
We're on the we're on the vigilance Stewart, by the way, folks. For those of you at home, uh, and that that is a fight that yeah, mm. we're gonna complain so about much, that at some point. <laughs> so much fire in so many random locations that kill us all every time. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, treasure goblins. Yeah, I haven't done treasure any treasure goblins, goblins and, either. I mean, I I did maybe a half dozen of them. And I got my pet and I got the bag and I'm like, okay, I, I don't feel like I need to do this anymore. It is kind of, it's, it's fun, but it doesn't feel like an event that you need to constantly do because it will make you crazy because there is just a huge crowd of people sitting on top of the spot where the treasure goblin is going to spawn. It is super laggy. The treasure goblin is running around with a huge crowds of mob of, of players and you can't even see it. And I mean, it's cool. But also, I am personally, I'm done with it. I yeah. cannot say I blame you. Um, it, it was something that I, I don't think I did much of before because I didn't feel like it needed it. And yeah, I, I'm still kind of confused as to why it's still there. But it, it's still there till next week if you're trying to get something. I mean, I think it's it's good that it's, you know, not an event that lasted like a weekend or, you know, a week. Because, you know... Not everyone gets to play all the time. Not everyone has time to play every day. People yeah, can be absolutely. out of town or on summer vacation and they come back and it's it's a bummer that they never got to kill a treasure goblin. So I think this, uh, it's been about two weeks for this event. And I think that's pretty good length. Let's, well, it'll be three when next week when it's. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, it Which lets everyone. Yeah, it lets everyone who would want to participate and want to get the rewards. It gives everyone a chance to jump in and do it. Meanwhile, I just uh, found also, my first treasure goblin Diablo Four right before the uh, podcast. Oh man! Oh, so I, many. I had I had the worst yet best experience of finding <laughs> one in Scotland. Oh no! Sorry, we'll talk about it later. Um, I pulled so much stuff. Anyway, Wrath yeah. Classic <laughs> is currently in the middle of its Joyous Journeys event, which is going to end on the nineteenth because uh, their Phase Three Trial of the Crusader and other content is dropping on the twentieth. So that's where Wrath Classic is in terms of its its rollout of content, which means they did give old a good solid run. Yeah. Old came out in January. Mm-hmm. So they basically ran old for six months, which is, I think three months longer than they ran it when it went live the first time. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, old got to be the, I can't use that word. Cause it's, it sounds no. Wow. It's, this is a, an old <laughs> saying. My, my uh, grandfather used to say all the time that it's basically the male chicken of, of the walk. And I can't say it because it sounds like a body, a euphemism for a male body part. So yeah, there you go. Just had that happen. But yeah, I, I'm actually interested to see how phase three rolls out and if it, how it lasts, if they're going to do, how long are they going to keep phase three around? Like, is it going to be trial of the crusader for six months? I don't know if anybody wants trial of the crusader for six months. I know I didn't. Um, not that it was bad, but I, I do. There's nothing. They haven't announced anything yet on how they're going to make it. So you don't end up having to run it four times a week. And that's something that I really need to hear before I can be on board with Trial of the Crusader. <laughs> I mean, they're also, they're doing that thing where they're rolling out new Titan Rune dungeons and, you know, upgrading gear kind of a level up for everything like they did before. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that. They're, uh, that's all really cool. Like they'll have Alduar 10-man uh, gear will be on the Titan Room dungeons and so forth. The, the ones, you know, for this season. There's a lot of really cool stuff. I just, I want to know stuff like am i, am I are we going to see players basically going 10 man normal 10 man heroic 25 man normal 25 man heroic or are they going to make it so you can't do that like the lockouts are more exclusive so if you run it like once on 10 then you can't just go run it on 25 or what have you um that's something i want to know about and i haven't heard anything about it but in general i mean i'm i i thought trial was good it's just that the lack of trash made it so you just kind of feel like you're burning through the place i don't know why that is i thought for years that i would love a trashless raid and then i got one and i didn't like it yeah that that is definitely a case of we asked for it we begged for it and then we got it and it was the mon- like a finger on the monkey's paw curled um because like it was it was i think that is the most universally as far as i am aware of like panned raid that has existed like the fights were fine ish the PVP fight was weird, but like the lack of of downtime with trash between bosses really just I, I don't know it changed the entire vibe of it. So I don't know about like you, Matt, but I know like for us the trash between is like 
I don't want to say the the cooldown for us, but it's a goof off mode. It's where you tell yeah, jokes. You yeah, yeah exactly. If you wipe on a pole of trash, everybody makes fun of you, and it's great. I mean, that's 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 something that I didn't even realize. Uh, and then we got to Trial of the Crusader, and it's just literally there's no period of giddy relief after you yeah, kill the boss and exactly because you have to immediately go right back into here comes the next boss, and especially when you're doing progression on it, because I mean. I, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in, at least in, in uh, Wrath times, the way that the racials worked was completely different. And one of the racials that, that made or broke that heroic, uh, heroic 25-man trial, especially the Anubarak fight, was being a night elf warrior. Because you had a, the quickness thing gave you dodge. Just it gave it to you. You just had extra dodge. You had like, I think 1% more dodge, maybe 2%. And because of that, uh, you could push crushing blows right off the table entirely. Like you would not get crushed by a Nubarak. Only night elves could do this. Night elf druids and night elf warriors. Um, and we didn't have a druid tank. And I don't know why that is. Like, I don't know what was going on there that we couldn't get ourselves a night elf tank, but we, a night elf druid tank, but we couldn't. Like we just did not have one. We we had one because he was the guild leader, but he didn't want to tank that fight. He was like, "I ain't tanking an Uberok." I'm like, "Okay." So I had to change my character to a night elf uh, and tank that way. And there was such a stressful feeling because you never had a cooldown. Mm-hmm. There was never a period of time where you could just relax. It was always okay. We got the uh, t- the two the the two. Uh, sisters up next we gotta fight them okay they're gonna drop the floor out everybody get ready i'm gonna tell him and he's gonna drop the floor and it was like oh my god can we have five minutes of trash i mean I, i'm i'm actually missing it i'm i miss dying to like a bunch of murlocs uh so yeah i <laughs> i still have a little bit of a flashback to it every time i think about it but yeah nevertheless that's wrath wrath classic is going to be up to trial we'll see how long it takes them apparently phase four is going to be um ice crown and then they're bringing in Ruby Sanctum as phase five. I always liked Ruby Sanctum. I just think it's interesting that they're bringing in Ruby Sanctum as its own phase. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ruby Sanctum, good raid, but it's it's a it's a two-boss fight, isn't it? I think it's like three, but it wasn't it released as its own, own thing before? It was released as its own thing, but it wasn't released. Like, when you do it as a phase in Wrath Classic, it there's nothing else that gets introduced but this raid. There's you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it just feels odd to me. Uh, but you know, I mean, clearly, you guys don't feel that way, right? Maybe, eh, maybe they're doing it this way because they continue. They can continue that stair stepping they've been doing, where you know each new phase, you know the ten man gear from the last raid becomes the twenty five man gear from the last raid, and they're just kind of stair stepping up. So you can you can kind of participate in any content in Wrath Classic and still get pretty good gear. It's like none of the old stuff becomes completely outdated and you're never going to run it again because something new comes out. And putting out Ruby Sanctum as its own tier means you can do that. Means, you know, the gear, the the stuff you're running, the stuff you're advancing through, you're going to keep getting new good gear from it. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, let's see anything else. Uh, that's it for Wrath Classic, I and mean, that's it for World of Warcraft. Really, uh, we didn't. I couldn't find anything on Hearthstone. I apologize, guys. I looked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we should probably talk about the Summer Games Fest that's going to be in two days as we're recording this. So it'll be yesterday as you're listening to it recorded. Um, the Summer Games Fest is starting. Uh, it's going to be 3 p.m. EST, and that's when it starts. And it goes on for like I don't like five days. It looked like maybe more. I'm, yeah, it's a few days long, but also it's kind of like that main. It's like that main event that most people are tuning in for that's going to have all of the big game developers and trailers and et cetera, et cetera. And in the pre-show, we were actually talking about Dragon Age 4 a little, and it's like, are we going to see another teaser for Dragon Age 4 that provides Probably. absolutely no information? I'll, I'll put know, money on it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we can possibly do it, we will. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm... I, I, some of us look forward to like, you know, various things they do there, like speed runs and so forth. Um, I like watching speed runs. I've never actually done one. Cause you know, I'm not that kind of person. I did one um, once, once. <laughs> and, Oh my God, my hands hurt so bad after it. Like, yeah, I, I was doing, I was doing like a Kaizo speed run and like mad respect. Like 
I love speedruns. So this is going to be a random aside, and I'm sorry. Um, but there's a couple streamers that I, I watch when we just got games done quick, uh, summer edition. And there's mm-hmm. one person that I, I watch their YouTube channel, and he did a, a couple runs for uh, a few Kaizo games uh, for uh, the SNES ROM hacks that existed that were really, really hard. And he was explaining why in his streams he uh, shows his hand cam because he wants people to see like the weird hand positions each game tends to require and why, like how there is a difference between like people that develop these type of games for speed running, because some of them understand this and they, they give you uh quote unquote, and I'm air quoting here, uh, easy sections or cool down sections so that your hands can have a break. And then there's ones that just don't. Uh, and then at the end of it, like your, your hands are just like in on fire. Uh, and that was my experience with it. But I love watching people uh, speed run various stuff. I also really love watching people break games. Um, <laughs> oh, there was one of those with uh, a Doom Eternal. Tears of the they Kingdom. Actually had, they had the Doom Eternal guys sitting there watch the developers. Yeah. Sitting there watch this dude break the game. And they were like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's there. Yeah, or or the one guy that was like, I thought I patched that. I, I very clearly closed that <laughs> ticket before it was done. Well, uh, or or like Tears of the Kingdom is now one of those games where like is the Zelda Breath of the Wild you could beat in like a half hour if you did it uh, going straight to the castle. Yeah, you can Te- go straight to the castle. Tears of the Kingdom made it a little bit different uh, where you can't go directly to the end boss, except if you glitch and do a, a bunch of very specific things. Uh, you can beat the game in under an hour now. I've been watching speed runs of it. It is crazy. Oh boy! And, Don't they and, have to like? Do you have to like fly there from someplace else? They have to like make a flying thing and then dro- drop the one they're flying and fly another one. Yeah, the, there? There, there's some stuff using like the zone constructs, but it's also um, using game memory. So one of the again, I'm sorry, real random aside, but I, this is just fascinating to me. Old games, you used to be able to do like memory buffering, and it's still done in a lot of games now. Where like you could like get the menu to stay open or you could uh, create enough duplicates of an item to overload the game's uh, programmed RAM limitations to cause it to do things it's not supposed to do. They, you can do that in Zelda Tears of the Kingdom where you can actually make yourself hold like an infinite number of like sticks with a diamond on them, for example. And then when you go into combat to go fight a Lionel, you one shot it. Like you literally just stab it once and it falls over, but that also buffs the memory enough that it can force you to ignore collision and fall through the world because the world is in a lot of ways, it's like Diablo in in World of Warcraft where it's like persistent, but it has layers to it and those layers have to have certain collision stuff with it. And so players figured out where everything is located because it's a a like a layer cake of a map and then figured out how to get the game to push them through the floor all the way down. Uh, it is wild. I love when people do stuff like that to break games. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. But I'm going to use this this awkward segue moment to do a, a bit of actual Diablo 4 news. We, we held out as long as we could. Um, today, basically, we found out that this is the fastest selling game Blizzard has ever made. This is their... The, the game that has sold the fastest of all of them. Mm-hmm. They didn't give us an actual number. Um, and I don't think they will for quite some time because probably because they don't actually know yet. Uh, there's, there's sales that will have yet to go through. But in addition to this, telling us that this is the, it, considering that Diablo three sold something like 3.6 million copies in not, the same period of time. Yeah. Not including the ones that were given for free. Yeah. Not including the ones that were given for free, just the ones they sold. So this one is most likely sold at least that many and probably significantly more because this one launched on at least two consoles. It, it doesn't. It's not on the Switch, guys. I wouldn't expect it on the Switch for a while, if at all. The Switch would explode. Let's not torture that poor device. It, it, it's it's not up to this. But oh, we can run Skyrim. This game's a lot more complicated than Skyrim. Anyway, yeah. So with, since it launched on consoles as well, probably I'm gonna I'm gonna ballpark it now. I'm gonna say five to six million. That's that's gonna be my my estimate until such time as they tell us if they ever do. Yeah, I'm going to say six to seven. Liz, you want to jump in on this? I have no idea. That sounds like you're doing a math equation. And I just I don't do math. I try to avoid it. Well, they, yeah. they did say that there was how many millions of hours played in the 93 million 93 something. since the first. And this was uh, as of this morning at nine o'clock in the morning. So uh, nine o'clock 
Specific. It was ten thousand years of actual time. Like if if you had <laughs> yeah. many hours, it was ten thousand years. Ninety ten thousand years of Diablo Four this this week. Ninety three million hours combined since June first, as of uh, nine Pacific uh, daylight time this today. That is yeah. a ton. And then, ten thousand years in the air, guys. Yeah, and it feels like it sometimes. Um, but in addition to that. Uh, I, there's also been some news on terms of what they're going to do next. Uh, Rod Ferguson did an interview where he basically just said, you know, we're working on the first and second season and we're working on the first and second expansion. So they're going to have to, at least they're working on two expansions to this game right now. They have been for a while. Um, I had a friend who doesn't know much about video games, but he, he really likes the Zelda games. He was like, who would put out a, a, any kind of big game in the month or two after a Zelda game? And I'm like, apparently Blizzard will do that <laughs> and they don't care. You know, yeah, and, well, and 93 it, million hours says, yeah, they were right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's what I said. And it's like, you know, th- there's not a ton of crossover between the Zelda fan base, the height, the hardcore ones who only play Zelda games and the Diablo fan base that only play Diablo games. And you know, it's wild and though, those too. Those who play both will just play both. And, and the wild thing too is Diablo 4 still retains the, the pick up and, and drop off uh, gameplay. So you don't have to sit there for 8 million hours. I mean, you can. Uh, I'm looking at Liz and Matt and myself, uh, but like you can just play for a half hour, walk away, go do something else, come back and play for another half an hour. So like it's a lot easier to like pick up and do that stuff. Anyway, sorry. No, it's, it's one fine. one thing about Diablo Four that you really notice is how easy it is to get around. Like y'all remember the days back in Diablo One, Diablo Two, you had to carry around scrolls of Town Portal until like so much of your inventory was scrolls of Town Portal. And or you had to walk to a waypoint to like use the waypoint and go somewhere. You'd have to fight through all these monsters and go find the nearest waypoint. And then you could go back to town. It's here. You just you press a button and you town portal back to town. You aren't carrying any scrolls. You just go back to town yep. and you can just pull up your map and click on a waypoint and you go there. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. Yeah. So it's very easy. And of course, when you do that you have a town portal that will send you right back to where you were. As long as you don't close the game. So if you just, if you like, if if you're like, I'm playing, but I need to use the bathroom. You just town portal back somewhere and then just leave your character standing there, go to the bathroom, come back and just jump back through the portal and go again. Uh, One thing also I noticed, this is just a a little tip for people who don't want to go all the way back to like one of the big cities. Cause that's your automatic town portal is, is usually the largest city in the area. And if you haven't found the largest city yet, sometimes it will actually just teleport you back to the largest city in a previous zone. But if you don't want to do that, but you do want to get out of a place, just go to the nearest waypoint you can find. Like if you try to get away from combat and you're like, I got to go, I got to go, just go to the nearest waypoint you can find. And then once I mean, you get there, you can you can look at the map at your leisure and go somewhere else. It's actually really great for letting you play, considering it's an always on game, it's pretty great for letting you play as much mm-hmm. as you want and then getting out of there. So yeah, I agree with, with both of you on that. But, uh, you know, two expansions, that's cool. Um, I am already, like, dream- daydreaming of Scovos um, for reasons <laughs> we can't talk about. But I, I am super hyped to see where they take the story next. And uh, I'm also really excited to be on Lore Watch this weekend and talk more about Diablo 4. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing Joe's take. I've heard part of Matt's take on the game. I'm looking oh, forward heard, to getting... You've heard very little of Probably... My- probably uh, I, a small part of your take, but I'm looking forward to getting all of this from both of you. Uh, it is oh oh, don't worry, I have plenty of thoughts already. <laughs> I, like I have a notebook that I leave next to my no joke, and this is not me trying to like say, oh well, you know, I'm fancy. I literally have a notebook next to my desk where like if I find something in like a game I'm going through that I find interesting, I jot a quick note down so that I can talk about it later, specifically for these podcasts. I have pages of stuff from Diablo four that I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Adding that to the list. Uh, also, I just want more people to listen to the intro that I made because I'm really, really, really proud of that. It's, he worked it hard. Is, it is super extra. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, so listen to, right? listen to lore watch, but we are talking about Diablo four spoilers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Play the game. Oh. Listen to lore watch. Well, looping it back to not lore. So with the expansions, do you guys, do you think we're going to get another class added like we did with Diablo two and uh, Diablo three? Yeah. Diablo three. They did that. Yeah, I definitely think that that's going I, to happen at least once. Yeah. I absolutely think we're getting 
Do you think we're getting a shield I think class? I think well, so. we have a shield. I class. think we have to get it. Well, necromancers can use yeah. shields. <laughs> yeah. So, I just uh, the shield drop for me, and I was looking at it like, what is this thing? Why is this here? It's something. It's something me, a necromancer, can equip. Uh, I yeah. usually don't because it's you? not your highest damage option, but I can. Can if I want to. Yeah, that's for the like the tanky necro builds, I think. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why you'd do one, but sure. I mean, if I want to tank myself instead of having all my 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 lovely bony friends do it for me. Sure, yeah, why not? But um, I, I definitely think they're going to. Having played this game, I am really interested to see if they try to do something like a paladin. And yeah, I, I was, think they will. I think they or, will. Or, and here's, a, here's the other one that I was thinking too, like, what if we had another a style of monk added back in as well? Because the game seems ripe for that, the way that they're going. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have those. They have monkish characters in the game, or as it stands. What's really interesting to me is like one of the things I keep talking to people about was like how you could basically take another stab at the witch doctor, but this time be it just make it the witch, yes. and and just yeah. really go in on that archetype. Oh, pe- like- people would people would lose their mind. I'd be all about it. Sorry, Liz. Yeah, and- I think. Once you get into Act 5, you see where there are seeds there for different types of classes that you could conceivably jump into and build out into its own thing with its own little origin story in the game. Well, also, I mean, witches in general have been around in Diablo lore from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. They're present in the story of Diablo 4 all the way around. Adria, uh, I I don't want to talk too much about it because I know that there is one in Diablo Four, uh, in the wastes. Uh, like there are, there's so many like witches that exist that having like a witch class would be just so good. Yeah, and you could definitely like there was some awkward stuff with the witch doctor. I think we all know that. Yep. You could definitely get rid of that and just bring the stuff that was cool, like, you know, reins of frogs, you know, that kind of stuff. You know? Fun, fun fact, fun fact. I'm sorry. This is a random aside, but I watched a, a documentary last night about the, uh, the old D and D arcade games, the, the Mistara games. Mm-hmm. Did you know, did you know in the C in the sequel that it wasn't originally supposed to be a sorcerer or supposed to be a witch? Yeah, I did know that, but they, yeah. they, they, they were like, yeah, nobody will play this. Change it. <laughs> yeah, witches. Sure. People want witches. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, so I definitely think they're going to, at least in one of those expansions, I would be not be surprised if they did a different class in both. Like, you know, just because. One at mm-hmm. one per, yeah. yeah. And that's the kind but of thing we- you can do with, like, with the seasonal rollout they're going to do, you can do smaller story bits as mm-hmm. seasons. Mm-hmm. And the big ones, like, I think if we get new continents or new lands to go to, that'll be in the expansions. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the yeah, map- it does. I mean, we know they're going to do seasons quarterly, so we're going to get a new season about every three months, and it will have new story content. But they could do really kind of small bite-sized stories. They could do side stories uh, or, you know, small areas that they introduce. And you could have an expansion that's a large act-size story with its own side quests and side stories. That's what I would expect from an expansion is an act size story. But I expect seasons will be smaller things. I hope they're pretty substantial. And Blizzard has been talking like they're going to be substantial, but they aren't going to add like a whole act worth of content in a season. They just aren't. I feel like with seasons, you know, certainly you could go in and like put a whole a new quest storyline in. You could you could do a lot of stuff. Well, they talk about that a little too, don't they? Where they talk about like having adding more quests in and having them have meaningful arcs and and things like that. So it's definitely on their radar. Yeah, I mean that's that's the plan for seasons. I think is having these kind of expanded stories. But we'll, you know, at any rate, good news if you like this game, which I did. I mean, we all knew I was going to. Wait, you said you did in past tense. Does that mean you're done with Diablo 4? Liz, I feel like I've moved into Diablo 4. I feel like I live live in Sanctuary and I have to telecommute out to do this podcast with you. Uh, Quite honestly, liked is no longer even an appropriate word. Loved seems tepid and weak compared to what's happening, which is that I literally just, as Joe said earlier, I dream about this. Yeah, it it has invaded my dreams. So, yeah, um, this is like the Tetris times a thousand. I, I... I've actually, we don't have time for me to gush about all the stuff I really love about this game, but one of the things I love about it is that it doesn't do everything perfectly. There's some stuff that it is just not great at. 
but it, it accepts that. It doesn't try to do the stuff that it just can't do. Um, there's a, a bit, I really noticed this when, when I was going into Act 5 and then past Act 5 and into the final act, is this game does not waste time with your motivation. Because this game knows that your motivation is fairly limited. It doesn't have to be anything special. You don't need to have a tragic backstory for your character. Everybody else can have a tragic backstory. Everybody else can have a motivation. Your character is there to hit things as hard as humanly possible with whatever they happen to have. Do they have an army of dead things? Then they're going to throw the dead <laughs> things at it. Do they have the ability to turn into a bear? Then bear they shall be. And man, also playing a druid is super fun. It is so satisfying. I- one thing I think about this, it's, I mean, it's interesting in Diablo three, every character had a little bit of backstory. I mean, yeah. I don't think Diablo three was amazing at character and story, but they did have a little backstory. And in Diablo four, there's no backstory for Except almost for the, all of them. Yeah, a couple lines from the Druid, but yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think this has been done very intentionally to leave it up to you. You this is the Diablo game that has more customization than any Diablo game we've ever seen. You get to completely customize the look of your character. Transmog, which was also in Diablo 3, it's gone up to a whole new level. We have a whole new level of Transmog. You customize everything about your character, and you can also... What do you want your character's motivations to be? Where do you want them to come from? That you can. That's what you want. The game does not tell you, oh, your character had a horribly tragic backstory and this, this, and this is why they became an adventurer. You get to decide that yourself. And uh, I, I think that's I think that's pretty good. On one hand, I, I'm, I'm split. Like, I sort of wish my character had more of a story, but it's, it's kind of fun thinking, hmm, yeah, this is probably why I'm doing this. This is probably where this might be where I came from. And just kind of you get to tell your own story. It yeah. also leaves it. It also leaves it open that it could be one of those things that happens in the seasons where they introduce yeah. like, you know, here's the origin of like, cause like the Druid has, and again, I don't want to talk too much about it because we're going to talk about it on Sunday. Uh, but like, there's some weird tension in Skaz when you're going around and learning about the Druids that are there because you are not the same Druid. And like us for the longest time, Diablo has portrayed the Druids as being all from one one sort of lineage, which they kind of are, but in Diablo four with the world being the way it is, like there are different factions and sub factions and splits of even within these groups that we thought we knew about. Liz and I had a real debate about that uh, today. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's going to come up on the lore watch because we were having a back and forth on what we thought that meant. Mm. But I also have, I also have opinions. Surprising no one, I'm sure. So many opinions. I'm I'm like back here with the post-it notes on the wall and like the yarn connecting them and screenshots and dialogue. Yeah, that's that's me these days. I'm just I'm just seeing this this image of the that that screenshot of Charlie Day uh doing the Pepe de Salva stuff from It's Always Sunny, but instead it's like Liz. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um at this point though, we do actually have some questions and We actually have a little time to answer a a few of them. I think we should try. Yeah. So as always, guys, if you have questions for the site, you can ask us in two ways. So this, this lovely podcast here first is of course, our discord server. You can go to our Patreon Q and podcast questions channel. If you're a patron and you get first crack at us, we always, we go there first. And, uh, that's if you want to do that. If you want to try and if you're not a patron, but you still want to ask us a question, we absolutely love that. That's, that's a way to engage and support us. And we are totally on board with that. You can go to the uh, Q and podcast questions channel. Uh, and we didn't get any questions in there this week, but we did uh, the other one. So cool. We also got an email this week, which is kind of rare nowadays. So quite frankly, thank you person who emailed us. Um, you can email us at podcast at blizzardwatch.com subject line podcast or blizzard watch. So we know it's for this show. And uh, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to spare these guys this week. I'm just going to read. <laughs> I'm going to read various questions. I'm going to grab them and read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is from Gavin, because Gavin asks literally thousands of questions. Gavlin. Um, Gavlin, Gavin. sorry. Not Gavin. It's Gavlin. That's my bad. Sorry. Blizzard Watch question. It's Gavin with another Diablo 4 question. The environmental storytelling in Diablo 4 is just so good, and I'm amazed at how much the world changes as the story progresses, not just via strongholds, which makes me wonder, will I somehow lose access to certain side quests or other story beats in a given zone if I progress the main quest too quickly? 
Come on, one of you. The answer, the answer is no. No, you will not. Though the quest may change slightly. I have done some side quests after I finished the main story, and also previously done them before I finished the main story. And sometimes you will get different dialogue if you've, you know, progressed past a certain stage. But the quest is still there. And I mean, I actually find some of them are very interesting if you do them after the main storyline. Uh, like there is, uh, there's, there's one quest we were talking about in chat earlier today where you were told to go get this item and then, you know, come back and give it to me, except the character is not in the place that you originally met them because the place where you originally met them is going to turn into something else later in the story. But that quest is still completely accessible. Even if you didn't pick it up, the character has just moved somewhere else where you would go and pick up the quest. I, I think they've made uh, a lot, they've taken pains to make sure that everything remains accessible, no matter where you are in the storyline. You can always go back and do side quests. You can do the first three main quests in any order you like, or jump back and forth between them if you like incomplete storylines going in different directions all at once. So yeah, I kind of, I like the way they did that. And I like the way the quests change if you do them later. And the world changes after you have done certain quests and finished the main storyline. Yeah, it's really interesting to go. Uh, I'll just say this. When you finish the main storyline and you go back to Kyovashad, you get some interesting responses. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the, the really cool things about this game that is, it's a lot more different than the other Diablo games and I think adds uh, a lot to like the investment in the world. We talked yeah. about it before mm-hmm. where like in the previous Diablo games the world was static. It never shifted. It just was what it, it was what it was. Right? You moved you moved through the world even after the game was done the world didn't change. Towns that were destroyed were still destroyed. Towns that weren't destroyed weren't destroyed and that was it. Here you can bring strongholds back. You can change the landscape. You can affect the weather. There are some quests that will actually have you going through in dealing with things that are causing, you know, uh, fog or like the super snowstorm that's happening at one of them that res- I don't want to ruin too much of it, but it's tied to a small quest line that you can go and deal with. Like, and it changes the world for you. And I think that's really, really fascinating. And I think it makes it really engaging. So, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I don't. One, you should be worried one about thing, that. Yeah, one little thing I noticed is you know the time of, ga- of day changes while you're in the game, and there was there's a quest in Act Three that I'd done several times, and every time I did it, it had been night. And I the latest time I did it, uh, it was day, and I'm like, oh wow, look at that view of the city. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just interesting. The world is constantly it's dynamic around you. Mm-hmm. Also. Um, I don't know how else to put this one, so I'll just say this. When you are completing your quests, the order you do them in does affect the quest sometimes. There's a specific quest mm-hmm. in Skosglen where if you do this guy's quest first and then do this guy's quests, the, the second person makes snippy comments about the person you did the first quest for. But if you do his quest first, he doesn't even mention him. And when you do this, that guy, when you, if you switch over and do the other guy, then he then doesn't make snippy comments, but he, he, he addresses what the other person said about the, the group of people that he is a part of. It's, and it's really interesting because this happens a lot. The quests are dynamic in their responses. You get, you get conversation options that are different. If you did certain things, like if you go, if you do act one, act two, act three, just in, in order, you get the ability to bring up, Oh, this is what I did for that to, to uh, the people in act three. But if you don't, like if you go straight from act one and you don't finish act one and just go straight to act three, which you can absolutely do. Um, you're just like, yeah, I blew them off <laughs> basically. And he's like, we got to go back there at some point, but never mind. We got stuff to do now. And it's, it is really interesting to see how that all works. So yeah, definitely don't worry about it, but do, do observe it. Cause you get some cool stuff. You guys think we're ready for another question? I think so. Sure. Okay. Uh, this one is from Geth. I think that's pronounced Geth. That's G-E-T-H-E. I'm going to go with Geth. Um, question for DiabloCast. Is there any indication that the sin you write down when entering the first city will be referenced later in the game? I don't think so. Nope. I think the only opportunity really that it would have is when you're having your conversation with the wolf, but I don't think it actually does. I don't recall it ever getting mentioned. Um, I no. mean, it's mentioned immediately. Like when but you get it. back into town, uh, 
Lorath is like, well, what'd you write on that thing? And then he tells you what you wrote on it. But aside from that, nah, it doesn't really seem to come up. But who knows? Maybe like in season one, it's going to it's gonna be a ding. It's going to be some crucial story element. Or maybe I Lorath think- is right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think this was just a little story element that gave you a chance to kind of see a little bit of Lorath's character. I think that was mm-hmm. the whole point of it is you get to go and you see okay, Lorath is a stubborn old man who do what's he, does what he wants and ignores everyone else. And also he is he is really pretty perceptive. He knows people. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that, that's for that one. Um, anything else before we move on? Mm, nope. Okay, this one is also uh, from Gavlin. Uh, this one, however, I mean, it's it's very important. So Blizzard Watch question. Uh, question about the real Diablo 4 endgame, Transmog. In the lead up to release... The developers talked about uh, distinct transmog spe- specific to each region being available. I'm into Act 3, and I haven't seen any of that. Am I missing something? I haven't seen any either, so I'm I'm going to look at I you mean, two. Well, the hat that I've got on right now, for instance, only drops in Act uh, 5, I think. I uh, mean, you, you keep seeing additional gear. I haven't felt like any particular gear is thematically tied to the area I get it in. But you do keep, you know, you keep expanding your collection of gear. You don't get the same gear in every zone. But it doesn't feel really like, you know, you were saying, Matt, that the gear you're wearing on the stream is from Act 5? This character's helmet, uh, the Zisharge, I believe it's it's either Act 4 or 5. It's uh, in the Chaldeum area. There's specific, mm-hmm. uh, the Iron Wolves, there's Iron Wolves looking pieces. Oh, yeah. And there's... That is kind of Iron Wolfy. Yeah, and then there's other pieces. Like I think it's supposed to be like a lion hat on this character. But yeah, yeah it's, there's pieces that go with it. And the other problem is that every class, like I think gear is, is it's like in Diablo 3 where the same piece of gear could be worn by multiple different classes, but they would look differently on them. I'm pretty sure this same, different. this same outfit would look different if your necromancer was wearing it. Um, not that yep. you'd want to wear some of it because some of it, I'm pretty sure everything in this character has is pretty barb specific, but nevertheless, uh, you, there's, so there are pieces that you only get in certain areas, but it's not like, um, it's not like a huge deal. It's actually more common for me to find horse armor in different regions. Like I, I keep getting barding for my horse. I think I'm up to five pieces. I, I haven't gotten any horse armor. I really want some horse armor. I, I've been getting it mostly in like specific dungeons, hmm, like, you know, more dungeons on, on nightmare difficulty. Yeah. So I've got like four or five now. Uh, I want it. I want yeah. it. I also got like a severed head to put on the side of my horse. Oh, well, sure. Why not? Yeah. I, I, quite frankly, I feel like my horse doesn't appreciate the severed head, so I don't put it there. <laughs> but, you know, but in, in general, um, there is definitely, there are definitely pieces that are unique. Um, I don't know if it's as big a deal as complete sets, because quite frankly, uh, I have not seen any sets as such yet. Okay. There so there aren't sets like there were in Diablo 3 where you're collecting this very specific gear set that has very specific bonuses if you have it all. Yeah. But there there are like matching transmog sets. And oh, one yeah, of the absolutely. Things I, yeah. One of the things I think is interesting about the transmog sets is if you have them in their default colors, it's like there will be there will be a whole set of gear that matches it perfectly in the default colors. And the default colors are or at least they can be completely different than the colors you can dye them to, or they have more, more or different color variations than you'll find in armor dyes. And uh, yes, Diablo four has armor dyes like we had in Diablo three and they are magnificent. The dyes are so great. It's just like a single button you press to do this color dye for your whole armor set, or you can customize each one, but it's, it's so good. It's if so you're good. watching it's the so stream right now, uh, I literally have, I just did that so you could see it. Uh, there, there's the color. You can you do the whole <laughs> thing. You can do it however you want to. You can. It's it's taste the rainbow, the rainbow of transmog, and everything matches. Unlike in World of Warcraft, where there are 15 different shades of gold, and I'm always trying to find the different pieces with the same shade of gold that match, and I can put together without driving myself crazy because this one is slightly yellower than that one because I will. 
no one else might notice, but I'll notice. I'll know. And it'll oh, yeah. be crazy. Believe me, I notice, especially with green. <laughs> green is the worst because there's so mm-hmm. many pieces of green armor that are just slightly different enough that it won't match. And you're <laughs> like, that's like lime green. I need a darker emerald green. Oh, my God. You know, you're like, spend the rest of my like life going insane. <laughs> but yes, Transmog, the true end game. There's, I, I have played the, I've played the game through, I think I'm level 54 right now. And I have not collected all the transmog. I feel like I've been everywhere and done everything and I have not collected all the transmog. There is so much. Yeah, Even with the weapons, which have fewer models than the armor, I haven't got all the weapon models yet at 53. And I mean, there are people, I've seen people today who are like almost 70. Um, oh, and uh, people have already hit level 100 in this yeah, game. I'm sure they is have. max level, and uh, people are already there. We I are, mean, they, we are they, being real slugs. At the beginning of our podcast today, uh, the Diablo 4 Twitter account literally posted that somebody hit that on Hardcore, that somebody mm-hmm. officially mm-hmm. hit it, like the first person to hit it. So, yeah, people are people are leveling like crazy. But yeah, I hope that answers your question. Um, like this one we're going to go with the uh, the one I wanted to actually ask is it's super long and I'm not sure that we'd get through it in time. So I'm going to go with this one from Anna Bell. Um, which game were you more excited for in 2020? Dragon Age Dreadwolf or Diablo 4? I was more excited for Diablo 4. I was also I was so much more excited for Diablo 4 that I cannot convey the, in words. I am partially fused with infinity. <laughs> I'm on a giant cat and there are stars falling around me. That's how much I was into Diablo. 4. I, I'm, I'm going to say Diablo 4 and not just because I am super into Diablo 4 at this moment. I mean, I remember when we went back and we had these these trailers, you know, Diablo 4 had the by three they come trailer released uh, towards the end of 2019. And that was just an amazing cinematic trailer setting up the story, showing us our big villain or, you know, unknown antagonist and oh it was so it was such a big exciting reveal and in dragon age dreadwolf i believe 2020 they released that little a little teaser trailer with uh varic had a little voiceover and it showed some shots it didn't show any like actual gameplay it just kind of it was i find it very difficult to get excited with so little information, whereas Diablo 4 busted out with this huge, like, eight-minute cinematic trailer and blew us all away. Yeah, I I remember being, like I said before, it was at the BlizzCon that I got to go to, and, I mean, I was sitting in the room, and we had no idea if they were going to even announce Diablo 4, because the previous year, everyone wanted it, and they didn't get the announcement. And so... When the Diablo 4 trailer started and it starts, it opens with that picture of a, a gravestone and the, the bell noise and the, the, like the air got sucked out of the room. Like everybody went mm-hmm. quiet and then it just started. Boom, and that whole bit with the guy getting left behind and then running further in he's like, oh, well, easier to divide by three. And it just, it keeps going and it just kept amping up. And the acting mm-hmm. is like the pe- the terror of it. It's just, it felt like something by Lars von Trier or something. I honestly didn't, didn't feel like a video game cinematic. It felt like the opening of like a horror movie, like the weird ones that have been coming out like Midsommar or something. It, it's like really seriously felt dark as heck. And that whole bit where she comes out of the, like they use blood to get her back in the first place. And it's out of that bloody like call. That she comes born out of blood like, is the key. stretching back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blood is the key. Blood's a big part of this game. Uh, Liz, Liz has an entire theory about it that I think is really interesting. But, um, but yeah, it, it just it would really hit. And I I want Dragon Age Dreadwolf to get that moment. I would love it if like at game at Summer Games Fest they bust out like some super awesome trailer and maybe some gameplay. But I haven't seen anything like that in the time since it was first announced. Whereas Diablo Four opened with that, and then since then they've been pretty. They haven't given us anything story-wise unless it was fairly basic, but they have given us a co- good deal of insight into how they were developing the game. Like, here's our, our dev water cooler. Here's our dev water cooler after we had to replace, like, you know, several people at the top of the of the team. Uh, here's our new development water cooler, which talks about Paragon and what we're doing with that. So we've, we've known the general trend of the game for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a result, it's done nothing but make me more excited. And at this point, I am just, I'm sitting here with it. I still kind of can't believe it's out. And it's been out for like 
you know, I've been playing it since last week and I still kind of can't believe I've been playing it since last week. I mean, officially it was as of the time we were recording this, it was officially released yesterday, but uh, yes, yes. So um, I guess that's it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And right on the dot. This is time on the dot. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes we go long. Sometimes we drag on a little extra, but I don't know about YouTube, but I'm going right go back in the Diablo. Diablo 4. Yeah. I am going right back to my PlayStation and firing up Diablo 4 as soon as I get off this. Yeah, as soon as we leave, I'm just going to. Well, you enjoy that. Out. I'm going to edit a podcast. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, well, you can you can come play with us after you edit the podcast. <laughs> it's the danger of being the idol of millions, my friend. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, Joe's going to do a spiel now. All right, folks. Well, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Uh, thank you very much, Joe. Uh, thank you to both Joe and Liz for being here. Thank you to all of you for being here. Um, and thank you to me for being awake because quite frankly how did i manage that staying awake when i wasn't (laughs) playing diablo i mean really it's kind of nuts uh this has been the blizzard watch podcast thank you everybody for your support and for being here and we'll be back next week also lore watch this weekend if you're into diablo lore you definitely want to listen to it as soon as it comes out um i don't know when that will be exactly but we'll be recording it on sunday so i I, finally you're gonna say something less I believe it releases Tuesdays for Patreon supporters, so feel free to, you know, join over and, and join our, our Patreon if you want to get early access to it. And I think it's Thursdays for... And Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Wednesdays for everyone else. For everyone else. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, catch that. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get to talk about all the story stuff, and, so, and, and we're going to nerd and out. You, and you get to enjoy me talking about lore, which I don't usually do. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to convert her somehow. But bye, everybody. <laughs> bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.